The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the Catholic Morning Show. I'm John Leonetti. It's Tuesday, July 18th. we got a great one in store for you today. Coming up, our guest on the show, Greg Wazinski, Executive Director of Let Me Be Ministries, is going to be on. Looking forward to talking to him, as always. We're going to talk about the virtue of hope today. I... Something all of us need in our lives, but I want to really kind of look at this through the way the church teaches it. Uh, And most specifically, uh, we're going to draw from the catechism of the Catholic Church to really give us some of that insight today. So we're going to talk about this virtue of hope, dive deep into it, because I think it can be very misunderstood at times in our um, in our lives. We think sometimes it's just kind of wishful thinking, right? I hope this happens, but hope is much different for us. It's a virtue. uh, And we'll... uh, We'll talk about it with Greg. Kendra Von Ash, second half hour, going to talk about uh, or continue her series on the 10 signs that you may have an addiction, speaker and author uh, as well. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about Saint, uh, Saints, excuse me, Louis and Zelie Martin. They are um, uh, or were a Catholic married couple that produced, uh, well, a holy family from uh, from that holy couple came St. Therese of Lisieux and some others. Um, both of them just with deep devotions and a commitment to their faith, uh, nine children, but we're going to give a little shout out to all the married couples today and really figure out some ways that we can act like them, right? We can live this kind of holy and virtuous love for one another within our own marriages. We'll spend a little bit of time with that on reflection for this morning. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering prayer. God, our father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Located at 5701 Hickman in Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. A Polk County judge has temporarily blocked Iowa's fetal heartbeat law as a court challenge plays out, meaning abortion is again legal in Iowa up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Governor Kim Reynolds signed the fetal heartbeat law Friday at the Family Leadership Summit, a gathering of conservative Christians where half a dozen Republican presidential contenders also took the stage. Reynolds said Monday she would fight the ruling. Despite the injunction, Judge Joseph Seidlin's ruling allows the Iowa Board of Medicine to go forward with writing administrative rules to govern the law's implementation. Doctors and critics of the law have raised concerns that without rules, it's unclear whether doctors could face penalties for providing abortions and how women could verify that they qualify for the law's exceptions. Filming of the fourth season of The Chosen, the popular Christian television series about Jesus and his disciples, will continue after a union granted the production an exemption from its strike against major Hollywood studios. The strike was announced Thursday by the Union of the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists that represents more than 160,000 actors, journalists, and singers. The Chosen initially said that it was affected by the strike because it employs actors who are members of the union, 
which includes Jonathan Rumi, the actor who plays the role of Christ. Responding to questions online, the show said that it requested an exemption because it is privately funded. The show said on Twitter Sunday that it had been granted a waiver and filming would continue on Monday. The Chosen is the first reported series to be granted such an exemption from the strike. Now, uh, question here. So I have seen the first season, seen half of the second season, so I'm kind of embarrassing myself here. Absolutely loved it so far. Uh, Wife and I have loved it. Is the third season out? Yes. Where? It, well, it's something that you go on there website it's it's this sort of pay it forward type of thing amazon like the first two were right their pay it forward model has been a pretty ingenious thing i mean it's been highly wildly successful okay so i got to get on their website that's where i can get season three that's right okay thank you Trying to fill a funding gap for the downtown soccer stadium, has long he has long envisioned. Kraus Group CEO Kyle Kraus has met with city and county officials over the last two weeks to lobby for more public funding. Kraus, whose family launched the Come and Go convenience store chain, told local officials his company needs tens of millions of dollars more to finish the project. The request comes after the Polk County Board of Supervisors approved up to $7 million for the project in April 2021, and the state agreed to provide $23.5 million. The city has also agreed to provide an incentive package worth an undetermined amount. The city council needs to approve any final agreement for the planned 6,300-seat stadium, which Kraus needs to receive a USL Championship League franchise. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Monday. In the National League, the first place Milwaukee Brewers had the day off. They'll open up a series tonight in Philadelphia. The Washington Nationals defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 7-5 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in St. Louis, the Cardinals defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 6-4. to In the American League yesterday, the Chicago White Sox had the day off on Monday. They'll open up interleague play tonight. They'll be at the New York Mets in a series. Detroit Tigers defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 3-2 yesterday in Kansas City. While in Seattle, the late game last night, the Seattle Mariners defeated the Minnesota Twins by the score of 7-6. Triple-A baseball, the Iowa Cubs had the day off on Monday. Tonight, the I-Cubs open up a six-game homestand against the Indianapolis Indians, the Pittsburgh Pirates' AAA affiliate. First pitch tonight at 6.30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Yesterday, the high school state softball tournament got underway in Fort Dodge. In Class 5A, the winners were Ankeny Centennial and Southeast Polk. They'll play in the semifinals on Wednesday and Muscatine and Pleasant Valley. In Class 4A, Winterset and Fort Dodge will meet in the semifinals on Wednesday. North Scott and Norwalk were winners yesterday, and they will play in the semifinals on Wednesday. And in Class 3A last night, it was Williamsburg and Esterville advancing. Today, it's Classes 1A, 2 and the other two classes in Class 3A quarterfinal round games in Fort Dodge. And yesterday, the high school state baseball tournament got underway in Carroll and Iowa City. In Class 1A, the quarterfinals held in Carroll, Kingsley Pearson, Lisbon, Remsen Catholic out of St. Mary's, and Linville Sully all advanced to Wednesday semifinals. And in Class 3A quarterfinals in Iowa City yesterday, North Polk and Carlisle will advance to semifinals, along with Western Dubuque and Waller Catholic from Dubuque. They'll advance to Wednesday semifinals. 
Today, the high school state baseball tournament continues in Iowa City in Class 4A, and we'll have the game this afternoon between fourth-seeded Dallin Catholic and fifth-seeded Dallas Center Grimes. Join Joe Stacy and me for the broadcast this afternoon. First pitch, 2 o'clock at Iowa City, as we'll have the call between Dallin Catholic and Dallas Center Grimes here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact on this day in 1897, Marshalltown native and baseball superstar Cap Anson is the first to get 3,000 career hits. Mm, that's kind of cool. I'm still working on that myself. but What? Kind of getting, you know, getting 3,000 hits. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, I haven't played baseball in quite a while. Well, get out there and practice because that's not an easy thing. I think I think the way things are going, uh, Carlos has a better chance right now of, of reaching that milestone. I think your, so. Your son, who uh, is uh, on an all-star team that advanced, right? Yeah, right. Headed to Davenport for the sort of state tournament, and uh, and so I, I think at this level, when they're this young, that it kind of stops there. Then there was another parent who was like, well, I was reading something that like, if you win this tournament, you go on to Indianapolis. And right. we're all like, whoa. Oh, it, it, yeah. it never ends if you Wait keep winning, man. That, no, it, and you're willing to pay to play. I don't have <laughs> that yeah. much money. It can get yeah. out of control real quick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, real quick. All right, so Deacon good. Mark, with yeah. the weather this morning. Well, yeah, we're looking at a little bit of a carbon copy of what we had yesterday with some showers moving through the uh, southeastern part of the state. But uh, those should give away to partly sunny skies for for most of the state with a high near 79 tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 60 uh, tomorrow mostly sunny with a high near 84 as we begin a warm-up uh, uh, in the in the forecast as we make our way towards ragbri it's going to be a hot one it sounds like next week our forecast today is brought to you by the iowa state fair chance to win tickets ticks uh text to win and now and all month long for your chance to see grandstand acts, including for King and Country with special guest We the Kingdom, New Kids on the Block, Jeff Dunham, still not canceled yet to earn Lindsey Sterling and, and others. Text the word FAIR, F-A-I-R, to 515-223-1150 for your chance to win. Currently outside the Iowa Catholic Radio Network studios, it's cloudy in 59, mostly cloudy in 56 in Marshalltown, cloudy in 58 in Knoxville, and cloudy in 60 in Afton. That is your Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. Thank you, Deacon Mark. Saints Louis Martin and Zelly Martin, or Martin, however you would like to say it, were a devout Catholic couple from the 19th century France. Now the church recognizes them as saints. They were the first married couple to be canonized together in the history of the church, which is really kind of surprising a little bit, right? I mean, just look at over the course of how many canonizations that we've had. Um, But both of them were canonized together. Now, uh, both Louis and Zelly had a deep love for God, as you can imagine, and they had a strong commitment to their faith. But that was not something they just kept to themselves. It was a missionary endeavor for them to give that to their family. Their family consisted of nine children. They were known for their exemplary uh, Christian virtues and their dedication to their family, despite facing personal hardships, their unwavering faith and trust in God serve as that kind of inspiration for all of us. I know they do certainly for me. Well, Caroline Perkins put together just a really nice uh, blog piece, and I drew from this. Now, their feast day, uh, let me just say, is July 12th, so it was last week. We talked a little bit about them. I didn't get to them a lot, but I've had them in kind of the... My, my little folder here in my computer. And I said, I've got to, I've got to do this segment because they're both just so inspiring. Uh, 
They have inspired me for a while now. And by the way, if you didn't know, this is the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux. So, uh, yeah, they did something right. All right, so who was Louis? Well, Louis was a watchmaker, and Zelie was a lace maker. They both uh, discerned religious life before they met. So Louis discerned the priesthood, and um, Zelie discerned if she was being called to religious life as a religious sister. But when Zelie first saw Louis, she heard Our Lady's voice inside of her heart, she says. And she wrote this down. What did Our Lady say to her when she first saw her future husband? Quote, he is the one I have prepared for you. That's what Our Lady said to her. So they married July 12th, 1858. And again, their wedding anniversary is also their feast day, which is kind of cool in our church. Zelie birthed nine children. Four died, though, very young as babies. And uh, they, they really had a hard time with it. They turned to their faith in great grief, as you can imagine. Zelie said, quote, life is short and full of miseries, and we shall find our little ones again up above. But they overcame many crosses on their path and in their journey. Louis struggled with a temper, and Zelie endured challenges as a working mother. The couple both attended daily Mass, though, and they faithfully received communion on First Fridays. They didn't miss daily Mass together as a couple. Think about that discipline. Uh, And their five living daughters all became religious sisters. Just uh, (laughs) to tell you how good a... Good of a job they did. That's, that is pretty incredible right there. Of course, their youngest was none other than St. Therese of Lisieux, who became a doctor of the church. And their third child was uh, Leone Martin, also a candidate for sainthood as well. Uh, Louis became a widower after Zelie died of cancer. He then dedicated his life to raising his daughters and teaching them the faith through his holy example. The Martins were... Uh, the first married couple in history to be canonized. They were canonized together on October 18th, 2015. First married couple to be canonized together. Let me get that uh, clear. But we asked them for their intercession this morning. A short little prayer. St. Louis and Zelie Martin, today we ask you to intercede for us. You are the first canonized married couple, and we look to you as a holy example and model for our own marriages. Pray for us. Amen. In this month of some great saints, we have some modern day saints for us here in Louis and Zelly. All right, coming up right after this, Greg Wazinski for his monthly segment. We're going to talk about the virtue of hope. Have you ever misunderstood it? Or maybe you don't quite know exactly what we're talking about when we talk about hope. We'll have that for you when we come back straight from the catechism of the Catholic Church to be able to help us through. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. 
Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Story Construction, a 100% employee-owned general contractor, construction manager, and design builder serving a variety of commercial markets throughout Iowa. Learn more about career opportunities at storycon.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of Warranty Forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Like Iowa Catholic Radio on Facebook. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular seasonal and limited release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Second half hour, we're going to be... Um we're going to be having Kendra Von Esch back on the show. Ten Signs You May Have an Addiction. She'll be back on for her uh, series that we have uh, going on. That's been very popular, by the way. I've heard some really good things about it. Let's go to our next guest, Executive Director of Let Me Be Ministries, Greg Wazinski. Hello, sir. Good morning. I was just wondering, I was listening to all your ads there, and I thought, I wonder if Confluence Brewing Company delivers to uh, Ohio. I, they, they may make an exception. But I'll tell you what will, will have to happen is you'll have to come here to Des Moines. You know, I always come visit you. You know that, right? I always come I see you. You never come see me. Well, I know. If you're a Des Moines parish right yeah. now, if you yeah. could please uh, bring me in for a parish. There we go. That would be great. Then yes. I can see my friend John. Don't do it for your parishioners. Do it for John. Do it for me. That's what you <laughs> want to do this for, okay? So if you're listening, just do it for me. Okay. Uh, let's talk about hope, because I, I think, Greg, this is probably one of the most misunderstood of the theological virtues, right? We we get faith a little bit, and we can talk about it, talk it through at least. Love, of course, you know, kind of that emptying of self, that complete gift. But hope, it, it, for, for, for a lot of people, including myself, can, can kind of be confusing. Yeah, you know, it really is, and in... In... You know, our catechism tells us that it it is to help us aspire to happiness. And so often, maybe even sometimes we get caught up in focusing on the suffering to self, you know, the the faith, the giving of self away and and love, you know, dying for others. And and then there's this hope. And 
I, I think lately it's been really affecting me because I, I know a lot of people in our senior community watching the news, focusing on things of the world, and by their speak, it's almost like hope does not seem like a word that's in their vocabulary. Yeah. And so for us, you know, we have to remember that we have a God, not only of the resurrection, not only Jesus who defeated death, but we have Christ who ascended into heaven. And that's the hope that we need to focus on. Yep. And if we say we have faith, then we have to put it into action. And I really think that's where hope comes in. Well, you hit it right on the head, right? I mean, you you said it, um, and this is what I love about you, Greg, is you, you, you give great examples of it, and right? I mean, who hasn't been in a conversation lately where you're sitting around thinking, holy cow, this is depressing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of go back and forth in the ways of the world and some things that come up and you're just like, oh my goodness. And it can happen to just, you know, uh, anyone. I I get in those conversations too. And you kind of walk out like, well, where's the, where's the hope here? But as you said, right, it, it is depressing if all we do is keep our focus here on what's happening uh, on, on planet Earth, rather than what hope really is, and the catechism defines it as that theological virtue by which we desire heaven, where we understand yeah. that it's our life, our desire, everything has to be ordered there first. That's where we get our hope. Yeah, well, you think about, think about how faithful the disciples, you know, in the example of the road to Emmaus must have been. They're, they're walking down the road, they miss their friend, their teacher, their rabbi, and they've forgotten about the hope of what he taught. And here he is walking with them, and they're so wrapped up in their own sorrow that they forget that, you know, Christ told them of a hope bigger than himself. Everything that Jesus talks about is life with the Father, mm. the power through the Father. It's, it's not about even him as a human being. So, you know, hope, um, I always love in, in the Catechism, you mentioned it in eighteen uh, paragraph 1818, where it says that it keeps us from times of discouragement and times of abandonment. Mm. So, you know, I, I think we have to go back a, as people with so much stimulation of what could be negative, as you said, in conversations, and say, what do I hope in? What do I hope in in the Lord and how can I be restored in that hope and trust that ultimately this is about getting to heaven, not even what happens in this world? Yeah, I mean, this is my prayer on a regular basis, right? It's Jesus, help me trust in you. And, and mm. trust is, is where this really kind of comes from. Um, you know, do we really trust? And you mentioned at the beginning that, that God really is who he says he is. Do we really trust that he came here? that he was born into the world, not to condemn it, but that Christ, excuse me, that God, the father sent his only son to save it. Right. And, right. and, and do you believe that, that you're a part of that? Right. I mean, that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Do we really believe this? I, I remember um, a number of years ago, I was doing a mission out on the East coast and there was a priest from India there. And he, Probably one of the most inspiring priests I've, I've ever met in my life. He left such a mark on me. And he said he prays a hundred creeds a day. So the Nicene wow. Creed or the Apostles' Creed, he prays a hundred of them every single day. And I, I thought, that's a lot of creeds, you know, and, and why? And he said, because it's the prayer of faith. This mm-hmm. is where I get my hope and my trust. I've never forgotten that. Right? Right there in the yeah, creed. You know, and- 
when we're stuck in a moment of, of pain or, or indecision, you know, what do you believe? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Jesus saying to the disciples, who do you say that I am? The way that you're going to tell the world who I am is how you behave and act and do everything else to proclaim the kingdom after I'm gone, not about when I'm here. So I, I think even in the beauty of, like, for our prayer warriors that pray rosaries every day and you know, think about the scriptures that you're meditating on, the mysteries. Where is the hope in every single one of those mysteries that we pray? Because there is hope. And then ultimately, the greatest hope within our liturgy, the Eucharist, where we receive the resurrected Christ, even as much as we receive the, the crucified Christ, but the resurrection that says, because you believe, you are my child, and there is always hope for you. Yeah, I, it's just there's so much sl- to sludge through, right? I mean, I, and I, I just think of my own life and, you know, uh, dealing with, you know, our, our youngest right now, uh, you know, autism and, and all that and, and you know, figuring out the, this appointment, that appointment, how are we going to get help? And sometimes, you know, you're, you're just sludging through things so much. That's just my personal example. I mean, how many people are listening right now that have their own? You can name sure. four or five things that aren't working in your life right now. You're thinking, oh, this is so stressful. And yet, again, Christ Jesus calls us, even through all of it, all through the Mass, that where, where's your hope? Where are you storing your treasure? Who, whose eyes are you fixated on? Are you fixated on me? You know, you're fixated on the world, because the world's not going to give you what you're looking for. And so, too, you know, even in the good times, right? I mean, where, where are we storing our treasure? We may have a big house and fancy this and that, but it, it's our treasure in the Lord. And John, you've said the words, right? I mean, and I love your example, and thank you for sharing the personal example. And you said the words that I think most people can start with, because people always want to know, where can I start? And so today, if you see the moment of destruction, or you see the moment of struggle, or you experience something that is bringing you down, just take the deep breath and say the words, Jesus, I trust in you. And just say, I hope in you. And without a doubt, like, just invite the Lord into the moment and say, Lord, help me to see this differently or help me to see the way that you'll be with me through it all. Yeah, you're exactly right, because it's all grace. I mean, and again, it's it's not it's not like a muscle that you're building kind of at the gym. I don't like that analogy. Grace is just free gift. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I, I just got to show up at the gym and then all of a sudden God's going to give me what I need. Right. All the muscles and the abs and all that. You should you should see these muscles, Greg. Anyway, um, <laughs> but 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 you, you don't. That's not what happens. You go to the gym and then you got to work for it. Right. And, and, and grace isn't something you, you have to work for. Grace is something that builds on nature, but it's gift that God gives that allows us to be able to do the good work. We just have to avail ourselves and open ourselves to him. So that grace and that hope and that trust, all of that is pure gift. And as Greg just said, we, we just open our hearts and just say, Lord, give it to me, right? Lord, help me here. Lord, allow me to be a, a man, a woman of hope, a, a man of trust in you and keep my eyes fixed on you. And then God, God takes care of the rest, right? I mean, it's his promise. He promises he will every time. We may not see it or feel it in the moment, uh, but that, that, that's grace is grace is there. Yeah, even in Proverbs, the Lord tells us, you know, your hope will not be cut off. And so he's not going to take it away. What do we got coming up in uh, Let Me Be Ministries? 
We are on our revival tour right now for uh, unconditionally finding Jesus in the Eucharist. So we're we're looking to book parishes to come in, talk about the Eucharist and this year revival, and, and just how we find all of this hope and and the miracles of Jesus. Uh, so we have that going on, and uh, you know, as always, hosting uh, retreats here at the retreat property in Northeast Ohio, and trying to do the good work of the Lord and help people come closer to Him and love the Catholic faith. Faithandreallife.com is where you can go and find uh, all your information, everyone. Greg Wazinski, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too, my friend. Take care. Great conversation this morning, friends. Uh, And if you you like those conversations, you want to hear them again, Greg's just so good on air with us, but uh, you you can always go to iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, every every month he's on and just, you know, always provides that shot in the arm. It always does for me as well. And by the way, you know, he's doing parish missions and speaking, as you said, here in the Eucharist. So uh, check him out, faithinreallife.com. Bring him to Des Moines. Like I said, not for anyone else. Bring him to Des Moines for me so we can hang out. All right? That's what I, I want to hang out with Greg here in Des Moines. I always got to go to him. So he's coming to me this time. All right. Coming up, second half hour, Kendra Von Esch. We're going to continue her series on addiction and how we overcome. So she'll be on again about 745 today. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to reproach the towns where most of his mighty deeds had been done, since they had not repented. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And as for you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the netherworld. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. These mighty deeds that Jesus speaks about, we can often think that these don't happen in our own time. Things like miracles, great healings. But do they? Mighty deeds are indeed happening in our day. Certainly, mighty deeds and miracles can happen all the time. We pray for these to happen, both in the medical field and other aspects of our lives. We can pray for mighty deeds. But we ought never forget, too, that the greatest mighty deed done each and every day is what happens on the altar in every Catholic church. Bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ. That is a mighty deed, and let our eyes be open to that. If our eyes are not open to that, we might receive one of these reproaches that Jesus gives to these towns in today's gospel. Let that not be us. Let our eyes be opened to the greatest mighty deed that takes place each and every day, and in all the many ways in which Christ is at work in our lives through his grace, both interiorly and exteriorly through the lives of others and in our lives as well. May God bless you and let us continue to pray for each other.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Gold Dome Buildings. Gold Dome is locally owned and operated serving Des Moines and surrounding areas since 1992. Builders of garages, farm buildings, customized backyard sheds, and playhouses. GoldDomeIowa.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where empowering individuals and strengthening families have been the cornerstone of care for a century. Services for neighbors in need include a food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee resettlement. At Catholic Charities, lives are transformed and you can be part of the mission. To learn more about how to help Catholic Charities fulfill Christ's promise of help and hope, visit catholiccharitiesdm.org. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, here's what the Catechism says about hope. You ready? The theological virtue by which which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. That is, that, I mean, that's the best definition of hope that we got. I mean, I, I don't know of a better one. A theological virtue, faith, hope, and love. There's three. All right, so it's, it's pretty important. By which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. No, it's not in the car. It's not in the home. It's not in the vacation. All those things are good. They're fine. Our happiness is not in them. It's in God, the kingdom of heaven. Do we desire heaven? See, the saints always did. They kept their eyes straight on heaven here on this planet. Everything was about getting themselves, their loved ones, and everyone around them there. And then placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says he will help us. Do we believe that? Then we have to trust. We give ourselves over to it today. And as Greg said in the last half hour, all we got to do is ask, Lord, help me to trust you. Lord, help me to hope in you today. Let that be your prayer. Pray it a hundred times if you got to pray it. A hundred times a day. Pray that prayer. All right. Kendra Von Esch coming up here soon. Going to talk about, uh, continue to talk about her series on overcoming addiction. So we'll have that for you in just a few minutes. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering prayer. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Located at 5701 Hickman in Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. A Polk County judge has temporarily blocked Iowa's fetal heartbeat law as a court challenge plays out, meaning abortion is again legal in Iowa up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Governor Kim Reynolds signed the fetal heartbeat law Friday at the Family Leadership Summit, a gathering of conservative Christians where half a dozen Republican presidential contenders also took the stage. Reynolds said Monday she would fight the ruling. Despite the injunction, Judge Joseph Seidlin's ruling allows the Iowa Board of Medicine to go forward with writing administrative rules to govern the law's implementation. Doctors and critics of the law have raised concerns that without rules, it's unclear whether doctors could face penalties for providing abortion 
abortions and how women could verify that they qualify for the law's exceptions. Filming of the fourth season of The Chosen, the popular Christian television series about Jesus and his disciples, will continue after a union granted the production an exemption from its strike against major Hollywood studios. The strike was announced Thursday by the Union of the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists that represents more than 160,000 actors, journalists, and singers. The Chosen initially said that it was affected by the strike because it employs actors who are members of the union, which includes Jonathan Rumi, the actor who plays the role of Christ. Responding to questions online, the show said that it requested an exemption because it is privately funded. The show said on Twitter Sunday it had been granted a waiver and filming would continue on Monday. Trying to fill a funding gap for the downtown soccer stadium he has long envisioned, Kraus Group CEO Kyle Kraus has met with city and county officials over the last two weeks to lobby for more public funding. Kraus, whose family launched the come-and-go convenience store chain, told local officials his company needs tens of millions of dollars more to finish the project. The request comes after the Polk County Board of Supervisors approved up to $7 million for the project in April 2021, and the state agreed to provide $23.5 million. The city has also agreed to provide an incentive package worth an undetermined amount. The city council needs to approve any final agreement for the planned 6,300-seat stadium, which Kraus needs to receive a USL Championship League franchise. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Monday. In the National League, the first place Milwaukee Brewers had the day off. They'll open up a series tonight in Philadelphia. The Washington Nationals defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 7-5 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in St. Louis, the Cardinals defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 6-4. to in the American League yesterday, the Chicago White Sox had the day off on Monday. They'll open up interleague play tonight. They'll be at the New York Mets in a series. Detroit Tigers defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 3-2 to two yesterday in Kansas City. While in Seattle, the late game last night, the Seattle Mariners defeated the Minnesota Twins by the score of 7-6. to AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs had the day off on Monday. Tonight, the I-Cubs open up a six-game homestand against the Indianapolis Indians, the Pittsburgh Pirates AAA affiliate. First pitch tonight at 6.30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Yesterday, the high school state softball tournament got underway in Fort Dodge. In Class 5A, the winners were Ankeny Centennial and Southeast Polk. They'll play in the semifinals on Wednesday and Muscatine and Pleasant Valley. In Class 4A, winners set in Fort Dodge will meet in the semifinals on Wednesday. North Scott and Norwalk were winners yesterday, and they will play in the semifinals on Wednesday. And in Class 3A last night, it was Williamsburg and Esterville advancing. Today, it's Classes 1A, 2 2A and the other two classes in Class 3A quarterfinal round games in Fort Dodge. And yesterday, the high school state baseball tournament got underway in Carroll and Iowa City. In Class 1A, the quarterfinals held in Carroll, Kingsley Pearson, Lisbon, Remsen Catholic out of St. Mary's, and Linville Sully all advanced to Wednesday semifinals. And in Class 3A quarterfinals in Iowa City yesterday, North Polk and Carlisle will advance to semifinals, along with Western Dubuque and Waller Catholic from Dubuque. They'll advance to Wednesday semifinals. 
Today, the high school state baseball tournament continues in Iowa City in Class 4A, and we'll have the game this afternoon between fourth-seeded Dallin Catholic and fifth-seeded Dallas Center Grimes. Join Joe Stacy and me for the broadcast this afternoon. First pitch, 2 o'clock at Iowa City, as we'll have the call between Dallin Catholic and Dallas Center Grimes here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. Today, July 18th, is World Listening Day. Ah! Did you catch that? Were you listening? Yeah. <laughs> listening plays an important role in understanding one another. Listening is also important when trying to understand the world around us. World Listening Day. So here's another little fun fact here. We're talking about the world around us. This, I think this refers specifically to the outdoor environment. So learning about the relationship between humans and their environment through sound is called acoustic ecology. Hmm. So if we were to go outside and listen to nature, well, in our case, the traffic going by (laughs) would probably drown that out, but that would be our acoustic ecology. National listening day. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah, exactly. I wasn't quite listening. Shall we listen to the weather? Listen up here. Yeah. (laughs) So the, listen uh, to the weather. <laughs> Squirrel. The, the, the clouds and uh, showers that some of the state are seeing this morning will be moving out, and it will be partly sunny today with a high near 79. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 60, and tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 84. Right now is your chance to text to win, as it is all month long here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, text to win your chance to win Iowa State Fair grandstand tickets including uh, for King and Country with special guest We the Kingdom, New Kids on the Block, Jeff Dunham's Still Not Canceled Yet Tour, and Lindsey Sterling and others. Text the word FAIR, F-A-I-R, to 515-223-1150 to enter for your chance to win. Right now outside the Iowa Catholic Radio Network studios, it is cloudy and 60 degrees. In Fairfield, it is also cloudy and 60 Winterset checking in at 61 degrees, and Perry also cloudy and 60. That is your Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. How does that uh, ticketing work to win? So you taxed the word fair, F-A-I-R. Yep. You'll be uh, entered to win, and if you are selected, you will get uh, on a first-come, first-serve your choice of which set of tickets you want. How are they selected? What's that? Just like draw them out of a hat? Draw them out of a hat. Nice. Uh, Actually, I'm going to... We're, we'll, maybe we'll do it live, and I'll, I'll, I'll put two fingers. I'll put a fingers behind my back, John. Yeah. And you have to guess which which uh, which which person on the it's list. Fine with me. Let's yeah. do it live. Yeah. No. It's um. I, we've had several entries already. So we've and we but we've got a lot of tickets to give away. Yeah. So, How long uh, does this go till? Uh, we will close things down. I think on July thirty first, and then begin drawing and contacting the winners. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. You have a chance to win, even if you're the new kid on the block. I'm gonna have to you have are. my wife enter in. <laughs> Yeah. Hang tough and keep texting. That's I don't right. think we are eligible, so I'll have my wife call in. Yeah, that's why I, I usually have my daughter. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way to do <laughs> it. That's the way to do it. Are you it's tough it. enough yeah. right. to text? There you go. <laughs> Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, sometimes you got to hit bottom in order to be open to God's Word in your life. St. Camillus de Lillis today was born in Italy, and when his mother died, was raised by a neglectful father. Camillus developed a penchant for gambling early in his life. He also obtained a wound on his leg that never properly healed. 
He was admitted to a hospital for his leg, but was dismissed after nine months for being quarrelsome and uncooperative. So he joined the Army. At the age of 24, he had gambled away everything that he had, his entire life savings, all of his weapons. He even gambled away the shirt on his back. He was naked, had nothing. So he went looking for work. And the only place that would hire him was a Capuchin monastery. Well, while working there, he was so moved by a sermon given by the superior one morning that he turned his whole life around. He asked to join the lay order of Capuchins, but he was dismissed back and forth to the hospital because of his leg. Eventually, he was such a frequent patient of the hospital that they named him the superintendent. Camillus was ordained a priest and formed his own religious order that undertook the medical care of the poor soldiers on the battlefield, and plague victims on ships that were not allowed to dock. His order is credited with having created the first military ambulance for wounded soldiers. During Camillus's final illness, he would routinely leave his bed to check on the well-being of everyone else in his hospital. We ask today, St. Camillus de Lillis, to pray for us. Amen. Just a great story. Don't ever think, don't ever think that God is done with you on this side of the veil. He's not. You have a guy like this that gambled away everything, even the clothes, literally the clothes off his back. And yet one Capuchin monastery would invite him in to work there. He would become a priest and he would become a saint. Just a great story. All right, coming up when we come back, Kendra Von Esch. 10 Signs You May Have an Addiction, How to Overcome It by the Grace of God, speaker and author, when we come back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Tuesday, July 18th. I'm Ann Marie Cox. Don't take a vacation from Mass this summer. Look up masstimes.org to find a church near you. Catholic Charities Food Pantry needs volunteers. They need people to help prepare daily food bags, to unload cars of donated food items, and carry food out to cars. If you can fill in once in a while or maybe take a regular shift, contact Catholic Charities. It's almost here, the Ignatian Retreat Day. Go to the EmmausHouse.org website and register for the day-long retreat this Saturday at St. Pius X Parish in Urbandale. Hear Amy Hoover, a spiritual director, invite us to imagination in our prayer. That's the EmmausHouse.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne Marie Cox. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming is provided by Gregory Waddle from Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors. Is your financial portfolio pro-life? Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors offers investment products designed for faith-based investors. Seek to align your faith and your finances with a portfolio that does not benefit from abortion, contraception, human cloning, or embryonic stem cell research. Visit kofcassetadvisors.org. kofcassetadvisors.org. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investment products are not guaranteed and may lose value. 
The Emmaus House 8th Annual Ignatian Retreat is Saturday, July 22nd at St. Pius X Parish in Urbandale. With 19 years of experience as a spiritual director, Amy Hoover will draw on the wisdom of Ignatian spirituality to explore and experience the gifts of image and imagination in prayer. This retreat day will include Ignatian contemplation, Visio Divina, and ample time for personal prayer and reflection. For more information or to register, visit theemmaushouse.org. The Emmaus House 8th Annual Ignatian Retreat, Saturday, July 22nd at St. Pius X Parish in Urbandale. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Terry Eisenbarth, principal at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic School in Marshalltown. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Like Iowa Catholic Radio on Facebook. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it, as always. Let's go to our last guest of the day, speaker and author, Kendra Von Esch, back on the show. Hi, Kendra. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. I don't know where we left off. Ah. Can you direct me here? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's all good. So we were talking prayer, and we were talking, we kind of dove into mental prayer a little bit. And we all know that we've got to pray. If we do not pray, we will not be saved. That's not me saying it. That's, you know, a couple saints out there like St. Augustine. But the good thing is, is if we pray incessantly all the time, which I used to laugh at. Do you remember when you heard that the first time, like St. Paul (laughs) saying, pray incessantly all day, every day, and capture every thought? And thinking that's impossible? Yeah, yeah, like how do you even do that? So maybe that's where we could go with the with the audience today is while you're walking through your day, let's say you've already spent your 15 minutes, which we're called to do, every saint prays mental prayer. Mm. Let's use the word meditation. I know the New Age group kind of hijacked that word, sure. but it really... Well, they really tried to hijack to that, that word. We're not yeah, letting them. Tried we're to not letting it. them. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people are afraid to use meditation right. because of that, so... We say Christian mental prayer, but Mm. ultimately, it's to know thyself. And the reason we know thyself is because we are meditating with God. That's the big difference between the New Age meditation, who is going out there and emptying their mind and, like, pushing themselves into the universe and all these other things other than God. They're trying to find that peace and that direction and that change in their life. So that's the fundamental difference. But then once we leave that prayer, then what? Like, how do we be that virtuous person? So, for example, you go to work. Maybe you've got a person at the office that you just don't get along with. You just have issues with, and you always have had issues with them. So that's where you pray. You walk into that office and you see that person, we won't use any names, because typically I always use someone who works at your place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not Bob, it's not Tony, et cetera, et cetera. But, so you walk in, immediately you know, if you're paying attention, this is where the 24-hour journey comes, right? We have to pay attention in the day. But you know that you already have these harboring feelings for this person. So what do we do? We have to pray, Lord. You know, I deliver the spirits of animosity toward this person or even resentment. Maybe that person takes credit of your work and you're justified to feel that way about that person. But that feeling isn't of God. So what we have to do is talk to God and ask God to put his spirit within us 
We have to look at that person as a child of God, ask for that compassion. Because here's what happened to me. When I came out of that confessional, and I wasn't even on my journey for a week. (laughs) I was uh, gone for 26 years, just to recap. I came out of that confessional just floating. I was amazingly different, and I knew something happened in confession. I knew it was one of those sacrament things in this Catholic church I was running away from my whole life. But I went to I went to the office the next day and I started seeking out people that I would turn away from in the hallway usually. This is corporate America and I'm an executive working my butt off, right? But I'm seeking out this specific person and I go to his office and I start talking to him and I'm realizing how much I don't know about this person. And how much he shared, and I realized, oh, my gosh, this guy is really broken. He's not really a narcissistic, self-centered guy. He's, he wants to be loved, <laughs> you know? And that is God changing our hearts if we are paying attention and we just don't allow ourselves to fall back into our old subconscious programs. Remember, 95% of our life we're living in a subconscious way, and only 5% is where we're really paying attention. And when we pay attention, we see God, and we can see God touch our hearts. Have you ever had, like, a change of heart towards someone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. And it's been like, where did that come from? Or yeah. did you ask God for it? Oh, I asked God for it. I asked Amen. God for it. I needed I needed help early on. Um, this was years ago, but uh, just forgiving someone, and, and God... I mean, man, it was all grace. All grace. Amen. And that is, by the way, just in case people don't know, forgiving is actually blocking God's grace. If you're holding on to resentment out there and you're wondering, like, why can't I feel the grace of God? Or I'm not having any consolation in prayer. It's most likely because you've blocked God. And when you think about forgiveness... Remember, it's just letting go of the debt that you think that person owes you. Even if it's like hard dollars, you know, you got a fistful of Benjamins in your hand and they owe you money because they stole from you. If you let the debt go and you give it to God, that is all you need to do. Eventually, the feelings and the thoughts of that person will change. Eventually, you'll pray for them and you'll will the best for them. You know that struggle, right? Okay, I need to forgive, but it doesn't quite, the feelings don't match right away. But you keep doing it, and God will eventually change your heart. So do you love that person just as they are now, after your forgiveness process with God? Of course. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it, (laughs) you on the spot no here. <laughs> i mean it, it changes your life right i mean when god's grace comes in for forgiveness and it's it it just it changes everything it changes the way you see the world and the, you know um you're you're, you're it, it's it's a command you know and kind of as you were saying it's not right. a feeling jesus doesn't command us to feel love for one another he commands us to love one another he doesn't command exactly. us to feel good about about forgiving one another he commands us to forgive whether the feeling's good or bad or whether you know it feels good or not, it really doesn't matter because Jesus doesn't care. He doesn't say anything about feelings. He says, "Do it." Right? That's the command. Amen. Love Amen. and forgive, whether you like it or not. And I, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes we just we want to look for those good feelings and that 
ah, you know, feeling like I'm letting it all go, and it's not always there. Exactly. But it will. It will eventually come. Yeah. And when it does, then you'll know that God has done exactly what we're talking about, change your heart. So you can do that all day long when you feel... And that's exactly what it is. They're emotions and feelings, and we have to capture them, like St. Paul said. Offer them up to Jesus, and if they're not loving and caring and kind, then we give it to Him to take, and we ask the Holy Spirit then to fill us with His zeal, His love. And soon, it'll be normal. You'll you'll feel those feelings and those emotions and even those spirits well before you actually act on them. Like if you end up saying something because you're irritated with someone, if you're, if you're really paying attention, you'll identify those things before they actually happen. And you might actually then just flip it and make it a loving statement yeah. or something a little, little different than you would normally do with that person. Amen. In you your get... 95% subconscious That's right. programming. That's right. Kendra Von Esch, everyone, would you give us your website? Oh, sure. It's simple. KendraVonAsh.com or go to my YouTube channel. I've got a whole bunch of videos on prayer and spiritual warfare and all that fun stuff, too. Nice. KendraVonAsh.com. God bless you, Kendra. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a great week. Take you care. God well. bless. All right, friends. Coming up Wednesday, we're going to learn about the crucial role Pope Pius XII and the Holy See played in trying to save Jews from capture and death. Plus, Emily Jaminette shares holy habits from the Sacred Heart. So make sure to tune in tomorrow morning for a great show. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Today, let us pray for our listeners, all of our priests and religious, and for all the intentions of those that have sent in prayer requests. Let us pray to St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from sin, and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.